Merry Christmas. This is your host, Anton of Anton Knows. We're on episode 45, Back to Christmas. We talked about Spidey last week. This week, we're going to go back to Christmas and talk about some well-known Christmas specials. Today, we'll talk about Charlie Brown, The Grinch, The Bear That Slept Through Christmas, and Ziggy's Gift. All these are heartfelt, wonderful Christmas specials that are a part of the Christmas season, and two that should be a part of your Christmas season if you've never seen them or you've seen them once or twice and you said, boy, I remember that. Where could I find that? I want to see that again. Okay, let's talk about a heartfelt classic, Charlie Brown's Christmas. One thing about Charlie Brown is interesting is this. This special almost never made it to air. Can you believe that? And it's always been on television ever since... Uh, CBS had it, and then ABC had it for about a couple of years, and then it got sold to Apple Television. But you can still see it if you have it on DVD, and you can see it if uh, you go to PBS. It was on PBS this year. Okay. Charlie Brown's Christmas uh, was started by with Charles Schultz. So these two men uh, were uh, producers, and uh, one was a father, the one was a son, and, and he said to, uh, he went to CBS, and in those days you needed a sponsor. So the sponsor was Coca-Cola. That's why when you see Linus collide into the sign, they kind of cut away from that. The reason why this, it'll say, a Charlie Brown Christmas is sponsored by Coca-Cola. And that was a big sponsor in those days. Coca-Cola, I mean, Coca-Cola is associated with Christmas, you know, they redesigned Santa Claus to fit their Coca-Cola ads. So they said to them, they went to Charles Schultz, and they said, I just sold a Charlie Brown Christmas. And Charles Schultz is like, what's a Charlie Brown Christmas? And the two things that he didn't like was, look, I don't want to do an animated TV special. The worst thing that they do in an animated TV special is that they uh, change my designs. And as soon as they do that, Schultz said, then it's not Schultz, it's not Charlie Brown anymore. So the animator was the right animator he met him. And he said to him, look, Mr. Schultz, I don't want to change your designs. I, I want to keep it exactly the way you draw it. Schultz went, all right. And then he said to them, okay, you write the script, we'll write the music. They said, Schultz said, fine. So he went away in a weekend and wrote a script. They uh, went to this jazz musician. It is probably the most famous album. I mean, next to like Gene Autry and White Christmas is probably the most played Christmas album. Christmas time is here and all that. And they heard it, and they loved it. They, they said, well, what a great sound. And, and the guy wasn't really sure, and he had this choir of kids, and they were paid like uh, $5 a, a, an hour to, to sing this song at this church, and they, they loved it. And it was jazz and musical, and they wrote the script. So finally, when the animation was done, the songs were done, and everything was ready to go, they put it on, they uh, sh uh, showed it to the executive C CBS. You think they loved it? They hated it. They hated everything about it. They thought it was, what is this? They went, this isn't what we wanted. We don't like this. They didn't like the humor. And you're going to talk about God? Honestly? You're going to talk about God? Isn't that controversial? 
And when your sponsor starts to get nervous, God, really? He says, you want it just to be about feelings and whimsy? No, no, no. We just wanted, you know, the kids get presents and stuff like that. That's that's all we want. And they went, well, well. So they struck a deal. They said to them, look, air it once. If everybody complains, then we won't air it. And, they, and you'll never have to air it again. And CBS went, fine. Boy, were they wrong. Monster hit. Giant hit. So the story briefly is Shelly Brown is depressed about Christmas. He likes Christmas, but he doesn't really care much for uh, this commercialism that Christmas is getting into. So uh, he goes and becomes the director of a Christmas play, and they he goes and gets a tree, and the tree is terrible. And then Linus talks about the true meaning of Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. He goes and tries to decorate the tree. He says he thought he killed it. Everybody decorates it. They sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, the end. And it's become a part of the Christmas season every single year. So I think just like Rudolph and Santa Claus, that's probably one of the best. Now, they've done more. It's not to say they've never done another Christmas special. Again, they tackled all the other holidays. They've tackled Thanksgiving, and they did a miniseries, the first animated miniseries called This is America, Charlie Brown, talking about the entire state of America right from the Mayflower all the way up to the International Space Station. They did uh, one more Christmas special and a New Year's special that was done in the 1980s, okay? And this special was about uh, the, I want a dog for Christmas. And that's about uh, Linus's little brother, Rerun. If you don't know who Linus's little, he's the little guy that sits in the back of the bicycle with his mom. So he wanted a dog for Christmas, so he borrows Snoopy to see what it's like to have a dog, okay? The other is one of my favorites of all time. It's the New Year special. It's called Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. It was done in the 1980s, okay? And it's really, really, really great. It was made in 1986, okay? So Charlie Brown has to read War and Peace. You know how school kids, they're all gathered around the teacher, and they're, oh, please don't let her assign anything for Christmas vacation. Let's just have the vacation and spoke too soon. The teacher says, Merry Christmas. I've got a great assignment for everybody. Now, little kids shouldn't be, I guess it's just ridiculous they have to read War and Peace. The other thing is interesting, we find out a lot about the author. I'm always fascinated about how writers write, how they come up with stories. And they, he, uh, his wife had to rewrite War and Peace like a hundred times, almost like 50 times in, in a pen, in ink. Linus talks about that. And he says, if she had to do that, you could read it once. And he talks about the dust jacket and so forth. He doesn't get through it until the very end. Peppermint Patty keeps interfering with him. He tries to get the little redhead girl to come to the New Year's party. And in the end, he falls asleep. In the end, he, he does complete it. He gets a D, 
which means the uh, worst grade in the entire class without failing. She she said, um, what do you, did she say about it? She says it was written by the last day of, of Christmas vacation. She, what did you say to her? I congratulated her on her remarkable insight. Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. So there you go. Now, the other, I think, without, you know, if you're going to have Charlie Brown Christmas, you've got to have How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, mind you, if you know nothing about Dr. Seuss, you, there's plenty of uh, insight about it. My suggestion to you is watch a, a TNT classic called The World in Search of Dr. Seuss. And they go through, it's a musical, and they go through everything that Seuss wrote. Seuss is a war veteran. Seuss uh, participated in the Battle of the Bulge. He was a, uh, a writer and a cartoonist, and he talked about the horrors of war and so forth and so on. Here he talks about com- uh, commercialism. He went one day with his kids to go shopping, and he saw how everything was buy, 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 sell, 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 and he couldn't stand that. So... Uh, in many ways, Dr. Seuss was two different characters. He was crafty and smart and loving like the cat in the hat and grumpy and kind of a jerk as the Grinch. And he wondered, December 25th, though the calendar says that, does did Christmas come even though it's only it's December 25th? Does it come... With packages, does it come from a store, come from anywhere, or is it really from us, from our hearts? Is it? So the Grinch decides to do this. He's been putting up with Christmas for all these years. The voice is done by the great Boris Karloff. If you don't know who that voice name is, you should, because you should watch a lot of Turner Classic movies. He is one of the great underappreciated actors that's ever lived. He won a Grammy for this, and the show, of course, won a, a Emmy. Again, it almost didn't happen. Seuss went to this fellow named Chuck Jones. Now, if you don't know animation, Chuck Jones is a premier animator. All the funny Warner Brothers cartoons that you've ever heard of, you know, the one about Aladdin's Cave, the one with, of the opera ones, with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, that's him, okay? And he wrote them like they were real characters, like they lived down the street or something like that. He said, I'm just drawing a picture of him. Bugs Bunny's living in Hollywood somewhere. So when Seuss looked at the designs, he said, that doesn't look like the Grinch, it looks like you. And he says, well, that's how an animator sees how it works because he looks in the mirror and says that's how you give a sneer that's how you smile and so forth okay and that worked really really well for the Grinch okay all right so the story you know he steals Christmas he commits breaking and entering more or less and and Glenn Larson, and, and he almost and he, and he, uh, steals all these presents, and he's going to commit d- destruction of property, too. And he figures Christmas isn't going to come. They're going to all come out, they're all going to cry, and that's it. He's wrong. Everyone comes out, Christmas came, and the true meaning of Christmas comes into his heart, grows his heart three sizes that day. He gives everything back, 
and he says that he's sorry. And I guess because it's the, the season of love and understanding, they forgive him. And they invite him to Christmas dinner. You know, and that's pretty nice. That's a really, really nice uh, set. And he, the Grinch himself, carved the roast beast. You know, it's really, really great. Now, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, has some really great stuff. Listen to this, Toph Ravencroft. Now, if you don't know that name, he's Tony the Tiger. He's no longer with us, but he's Tony. He was the original voice of Tony the Tiger. So that, you're great, that's him. He sang the original, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. The other thing is that the fellow that played Mr. Sharofsky in the original Fame TV show and on Broadway, he wrote all that music. He once did a lecture, and he said, the roof fell in when I told everybody that. Nobody believed it, that he really did that. And he uh, wrote all these beautiful songs, and it's great. Now, what about the other two? I say they're okay, but watch the original first because you can't top that. Great animation, great story. And it takes a little story and, and makes it almost full length. The only thing that Chuck Jones added was that little chase on the mountainside with Max. They've made it into a stage play. They've uh, And Benedict Cumberbatch, great actor, plays him in this new animated version, which is it's okay. It's bright and colorful. Jim Carrey version isn't that bad as everybody thought it is, but... Uh, I've heard about this documentary that they're going to do on Netflix recently that Carrie explains that he felt that he felt another presence tap him on the shoulder and he became the Grinch, he said, some kind of serendipity. And uh, they said that please don't shoot any behind-the-scenes works because I didn't want to end up being a jerk, he said. Well, well, it doesn't really matter which version you watch as long as you... As long as the feeling and the idea of what the Grinch represents gets through. So either way, if the kids like the newer versions, fine. But I would say show them the original just as what well, have a Grinch marathon. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? Okay, and then he comes back, the Grinch. He is in Halloween is Grinch Night. If you've never seen that, go check that out, too. That's really great. And the Grinch Grinches, the Cat in the Hat. That Those are the two sequels or prequels uh, that have come out. And again, animated by the great Chuck Jones, except uh, Boris is no longer with us. It's another actor doing the voice. But that's okay. You know, that's the way it is. Now... Uh, when I first watched this special, I said, oh, yeah, I remember this. And, boy, did this make me cry. If this doesn't make you cry, you have a heart of stone. Both these two are like that in many ways. Okay, The Bear That Slept Through Christmas. Uh, it originally aired in 1973. Oh, and incidentally, when did The Grinch air? Let's just uh, say so that it aired on December 18th, 1966. Okay. So back to the bear that slept through Christmas, uh, and it was narrated by Casey Kasin, America's Top 40. He was a radio personality. He was the one that did the long-distance dedication. That uh, He's in a lot of stuff. But he's probably most famous 
for doing the voice of Scooby-Doo's best friend, Shaggy. He did a lot of characters for Hanna-Barbera, including Batman's uh, best friend, Robin, and he went on Super Friends, and he was in a bunch of other uh, series for them, too. Josie and the Pussycats and a couple of other characters. Very similar to Shaggy, this little hippie guy that he uh, played. Here he's just a narrator, okay? Uh, Ted Smothers uh, plays... I mean, Tom Smothers, I'm sorry. Tom Smothers, Ted E. Bear, get it? And he was on a TV show that was very controversial called the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour that was done in the 60s, him and his brother. Okay? So this, you know how bears, they don't stay, they, they're asleep now. They, they don't have Christmas. They sleep. So I guess even cartoon bears, that's what they do. They sleep. So there's a bear world, okay? And all these bears, they're getting ready to go to sleep. But Ted wants to know what the secret is. What's Christmas? Can you find it? Is it a place you go to? Where Where do you find it? And so the other bears are like, you know, why don't you leave this alone? Why don't you just hibernate like everybody else? And he kept saying, no, no, no. I've got to find out what this is. So even his girlfriend says to him, you know, if you go, you may never come back. And he says, I, I, I've got to know. Some people just have to know, you know. So while all the bears go fly off with bear air, they actually call it bear air, to uh, to go find places to hibernate, the um, Ted Edward Bear goes to find Christmas. So he goes to New York in the human world, and he finds a, a a guy in a toll booth, and he says, go to Fifth Avenue. And he goes, and, you know, out, you know, it's always decorated for Christmas, and he sees the tree at Rockefeller Center. He runs into Santa Claus, and Santa Claus says, well, I'll, I'll tell you what the meaning of Christmas. You meet me at this certain place, and I'll I'll, I'll find you, and I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll show you where Christmas is. So he gets locked in a store, and he runs into all these toys, and the toys are like, oh, they're running down because they're going to get, they're going to close the store and going to lock it up. So he climbs through a uh, door, like one of these uh, transit, one of these windows that you can climb through, and he makes it through, and he finds Santa again. He says, oh, I'm glad I found you. He says, now go to this certain place. Go to this uh apartment go up the stairs and go to this apartment and go in this uh, house you'll this apartment you'll find christmas so he does so and he's just about to fall asleep and uh santa claus uh wakes him up and it's just a simple little apartment with a simple little tree and everybody goes to sleep and santa claus goes in and he says it's right through that door christmas is going to come and Ted Edward Bear is like, really? I'm glad I didn't fall asleep. He says, no, no, you made it. Don't worry. Just one more minute and you'll see Christmas. And this little girl takes him into his arms and hugs him. And it's a Ted Edward Bear found Christmas. And then he fell asleep. Now, if that doesn't make you cry, I'm getting emotional sitting here thinking about this. And if it doesn't make you cry, well, I don't know what will. That is really, really heartfelt and really, really, really beautiful. Now, this next one, oh, hang on to your Christmas stockings. Here we go. 
uh, Ziggy's Gift. Now, this aired on December 1st, 1982. Okay? Ziggy was a Hallmark character. You remember him from those uh, little cards and so forth. And he's kind of like this little lovable loser. He's just got, got a cute little dog named Fuzz. And he's a nice guy, and he's kind of like bad, sad things happen to him, and it's like one-panel gags. If you go to a um, uh, to the newspaper, he's still there re- uh, being reprinted over and over and over again. My mother loved uh, Ziggy because she cut this one out of the newspaper and it's this like very drab and sad world. And the only light he sees is on a bus and it says, home. You know, he always ever, so he's getting on this bus to go uh, home. So in this special, there's like a scam going on with these Santa Clauses and they want to... Uh, uh, Bring, have everybody dressed up like Santa Claus and that they so that they can take the kettles right and not give the money to the poor but give it keep it for themselves so Ziggy is goes there because he hears there's a shortage of them but he doesn't go there because he's part of the scam he goes there because he wants to be Santa and he wants to help people so he does this and he's ragging this little kettle with the sled. And he's got this remarkable ability, like in Night of the Meek, to make things appear. So uh, he helps out this choir. He helps out uh, uh, a group of turkeys and frees them. He goes and gives everybody uh, help. This police officer thinks he's part of the scam and is after him. And this thief steals a Santa Claus outfit and follows him, too trying to get his hands on this kettle. The police officer arrests all the uh, fake Santas and goes after Ziggy. And when he uh, goes after him, they all end up in front of an orphanage. And the orphanage says, oh, come in, you know, have hot cocoa with us. Ziggy gives away everything that he brought with him. So he gives his Santa Claus coat to a homeless guy and he says, here you go. He doesn't say anything to him. And the homeless guy looks up at him and says, bless you, bless you. Oh, man. And then he goes inside the orphanage with this kitten and the, and the two pets and everything. And when they get in there, they uh, each give them a, a cup of cocoa. And uh, they give them the little tree. And, and so they think the thief is Santa Claus. So he gives them all this magical stuff. He gives away everything he stole and he gives away all these toys from this magic cauldron. And uh, the uh, police officer realizes that he's not a part of that uh, scam. He says, he says, oh, sorry about your, the confusion in the street with your friend here. Um, I'm sure we, uh, things work out, okay? He's, and they just agree. So it's to the little guy, and they all toast him. And at the end, Ziggy's going to leave with Fuzz and... And he's gonna and he's gonna ask the kitten to go with him, but the little kids look at him. Please, kitten, stay. And he lets the kitten stay with them. And at the end, now if this song, oh God, it says, "Give love. It's the only thing you have to give. Give, give, give." When I saw this for the first time in a long time, I bawled like a baby. I don't know, maybe I'm just highly emotional, but it just it just touches you right there. That's what it does, right in the heart.
Okay. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Let's hope the next year is great. We kick COVID out of town, and we have a wonderful, wonderful new uh, Christmas season and a wonderful new year. Okay? Future of Antone knows we'll go back to the TARDIS and talk about Jody Whitaker's tenure as the doctor. We'll talk more about some other wonderful uh, pop culture things that uh, this are out there. Let me know in the comments below how I'm doing. And Merry Christmas. And I'll see you again on another Anto Nose.